what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15, volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, coming live from the Mesh Studios in the lovely city of Hickory, North Carolina. Yes, it is the final countdown, the final four of Fantasy Football 2014. And I'm happy to say that I've got two teams representing Chad E the Daddy in my in three of my out of three of my leagues, two final fours, John Mark. How about you, buddy? Well, I am in two leagues and I am two for two as well. Two so, for two. Yes, sir. I am uh, crept in there last week in my Chapel Hill league with uh, a horrible score, but the guy <laughs> scored a little bit worse than I did. So what are you going to do? Congratulations, man. Two for two. Looking for another ring in the Hickory League, it seems, for you, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be back-to-back. It'd be nice just to make the championship again to see if I can talk some uh, splitting money in there. Sure, there you go. Absolutely. So, as for me, my Raleigh League, make it to the Final Four, scored 196 points, highest of the year. And uh, my Hickory League scored 160, highest of the year. So, it had two Banging weeks. I hope. I hope that doesn't uh, come into next week where they say we did enough. Exactly. Sometimes it happens like that. You have one tremendous week, and the next week you fall flat in your face. Hopefully that won't be the case this year. I'm meeting my buddy Alan Daddle from Statesville, North Carolina, in my Raleigh league, and I'm meeting Mr. Jay Caldwell, Hickory represent in North uh, the in my Hickory league here. John Mark, how about you? Who are you playing? Well, I am playing uh, Just the Tip, which is, what's that, Jim Tate? Jim Tate. Jim Tate, a former champion himself. And in that league, actually, we're projected at this point to both be pulling 122.5. Exactly. So exactly wow. the same. So pretty, pretty cool going in. And I am playing my good friend Aaron Benson uh, in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, he is the ten and one team. So, wow, the big favorite. Uh, he has had a good good season. Cool, but it's time for him to go away. Well, good luck to you, buddy. We'll both probably need it this week. Thank you, sir. Well, we've been on a two-week hiatus. Uh, We had the Thanksgiving festivities happen a couple weeks ago, and so everybody was traveling around. We weren't able to get in the studio, and last week – I don't really know what happened. I think it was a case of the real busies. We just got really, really busy it's over the time here. of year, I guess. Holy cow. It's just been crazy. Sales, sales, sales. That's what it's all about, my friend. Um, Addison, here's to you. Hope you're doing well. It's been about, I don't know, two months now. Addison. I don't even know who that dude is. <laughs> but uh, anyway, John Mark, let's jump right into it, man. Let's get right into our injury report and waiver wire wonder for week 15 playoffs final four. You ready? Let's do it. The big news. You guys saw it on the television yesterday. Well, actually, there's two big stories. We'll we'll start first with the big one because of our area here, Charlotte, North Carolina. Cam Newton, after his best game of the year, one of his best games of his career. I mean, played great last week. It was amazing. He actually looked like he had a pulse. Really? I mean, the whole team had enthusiasm and passion. Where's it been? Anyway, he gets into a, a, a car accident. There, He's diagnosed with some issues with his back. I think it's his vertebrae or something, right? So, right now, as we come to you live Wednesday morning, 11.15 from Hickory, North Carolina, he's not scheduled to play. It's the same injury that Tony Romo 
had a couple weeks ago. But he did play. But Romo did. I think Romo set out one game, though, didn't he? I think no, he set out he, one game. I, and yeah, no, I don't think he did. Because their next game was in England, I thought. And he, he traveled with the, with the team. Yeah. So maybe he set up we'll, one game. Yeah, we'll check it out. We'll check out. We'll get our stat- statistician, Chris either Magic way, Hands but. Fry, on that. Let us know about that, Christopher. But, yeah, either way, it's a – what a blow to the Carolina Panthers who – Played their best game this season. Still have a shot at the playoffs, but no Cam Newton. Can Derek Anderson fill that role, John? I think Derek Anderson can. He's uh, actually been someone I've been wanting to get in the game a long time ago. You know, Cam (laughs) hasn't been playing all season. It's kind of like, oh, Derek throws a good ball and Mm -hmm. does what the coaches ask. Cam's always trying to – I mean, they do a different offense with him, so the offense will be different. But uh, I think the way they start the season will be how they run the offense. So – uh, Derek Anderson's already played against Tampa Bay, already threw two touchdowns over 200 yards. Wow, good uh, stat there. So, you know, he's already played this team. He's already beat this team. He's going to do it again. And, you know, the other important thing is that Derek Anderson jersey you've been keeping in your closet for, like, the oh, man, last three years, you, know, you can finally bring that bad boy out again. And, and you know, fake goatee I wear. Exactly. So, I mean, big news. <laughs> big John Mark's very happy with his Derek Anderson hope. Not necessarily starting for sure, but there's a 95% chance. He's starting to treat me like Addison, people. <laughs> that uh, Derek Anderson will be behind center. Also, to me, the biggest news of the week, and maybe we've been waiting on this since day one of the NFL season – Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, gets the starting nod this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Brian Hoyer, you know, he's got them, got them, the Browns, to this point, but he's lost the last three out of four. Brown fans calling for Manziel. The, it's like one touchdown to eight interception ratio yeah, he's the had last a, three games. had a rough go. Can you think Johnny Manziel is the answer in Cleveland? Can he get them to the playoffs? I don't know if he's the answer, but he's definitely uh, the next solution. I mean, Brian Hoyer stinks. But think about this. They have this. no choice. Hoyer's got, gotten them here. Is Manziel his, his, his rookie year? Is he the – I mean, what do you – let's go over-under. Two t- Okay, over-under two touchdowns this week for Johnny Manziel. I it, say uh, – I go over, man. I think, I think he really? can pull it off. I, I think that uh, he'll rush one, um, mm-hmm. and I think he might throw two. I mean, last week, you know, the, Hoyer missed Gordon, and on the sidelines they got him mouthing off saying, I would have hit him. I saw that, yeah. And you know what? Put your money where the mouth is. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that they're going to give him a shot to just run the offense. And for all the talk that's been going on all season, this is his show. This is the one he's going to get to come in and say, I was the guy the whole season. We might have had ten wins if it wasn't for me. And, you know, they always say with Hoyer, you know, you or not with Hoyer, but with teams, you win as a team – but you lose as a quarterback, or is it the other way around? I mean, <laughs> never heard that one before. But go ahead, keep on rolling. Well, with I'm it. saying you might lose. You lose as a team, but you if the quarterback wins, he gets all the praise, he gets all right? the credit. I, I was yeah. opposite there. Yeah. So you know, has Hoyer really been that guy that's helping him win? I think the team's been winning. So yeah, you know, he's just been kind of a manager, like an Alex Smith, almost just a lesser. Sure. Yes. So. I'll believe it when I see it with Manziel. It's exciting. I mean, it gives us something to talk about. You know everybody's going to watch the game. I mean, it's going to be the highest-rated game of the weekend for sure. My thought about Johnny Manziel, they're playing Cincinnati, okay? They're at home. If this is this is his spot right here, he's at home playing a big rival to stay in the hunt for the playoffs, I just don't. They might pull out a win. I'm not going to say it's going to be because of Johnny Manziel. I think their defense might step up. Maybe they get the running game going. Johnny Manziel, my prediction, one rushing touchdown, no passing touchdowns. I'm predicting a low-scoring game. We'll get hit that in our Fantasy 45, but I'm predicting a low-scoring well, game. Well, look what Ben Roethlisberger did to Cincinnati last week. 
I mean, yeah. murdered him. So, Lit I him mean, up. Cincinnati is... But Roethlisberger has won Super Bowls. He's been in the league. I'm not This is Johnny, Johnny Manziel's, Manziel's first then. start, you know? But uh, it's I different. Think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. All right, moving on with the injury report. Um, the big news here, we've got Julius Thomas, who was active last week. And if he's on your team, you know, at the beginning of the season, this guy was one of the best tight ends in the league. He's been out the last several weeks. Julius Thomas... John Mark, I know you've got him on your team. Will you start him this week? What are they saying anyway on the injury report? They're saying that uh, the latest is that he expects to play per uh, the Denver Post. So, you know, he was um, active last week. They just didn't need him, I don't think. Right. So they didn't uh, risk him. whole other week of him practicing. I bet he practices all week. Yeah. Um, just watch, watch his practices, um, how much he practices and – I'm definitely starting him. He's been the other guys are not even good enough. I mean, even if they pull three points, is that going to change it? Exactly. I'd rather put Julius in there and have the chance to to get it. Last week I didn't start him though, so that's smart. Um, you know, I, they're not giving you the information you need on the fantasy wire before you know the game starts. So you kind of have to just risk it. You know what? That's a great point. You know, last week I think they had the four o'clock game. Let's see where they play again this week. I think it's the 4 o'clock game. So you almost have to put another tight end in there because you can't risk or waiting. See who might be out there later the four- in the day. But, exactly. Uh, it's, exactly. It's bad. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Listen, if you've got Julius Thomas, you definitely need to start him this week. He will play. And Peyton, you know, loves throwing to him. And Peyton has missed him the last couple of weeks. So I bet Peyton will look to get and him I'm the ball. I'm hoping that takes away from C.J. Anderson's rushing touchdowns because I'm going against him. See, I've got C.J. Anderson, so I've loved it. Three touchdowns last week for that dude? Fantastic. Other big news, Julio Jones coming off his best the, his career best day on Monday night. You guys saw it against the Green Bay Packers. Julio goes out in the fourth quarter with an injury to his hip. John Mark, any report there on the injury front for Julio for next week? Says Jones is feeling soreness in the hip. He injured Monday night. Coach Mike Smith hopes Jones will be able to play Sunday against the Steelers. It's only soreness, so it's not yeah. anything broken, anything, you know, it's just a bruise, I guess. So. Yeah, I'm sure he will probably play in this uh, contest he needs against to take the Steelers. his tampon out and make it happen. Okay, you heard it here. Also, Rashad Jennings, and uh, well, you can speak to this as well. You've got Rashad Jennings, and um, Andre Williams fills the gap last week. Where Rashad Jennings only getting two touches. Andre Williams comes in and has a monster day. You feel confident enough in Rashad Jennings next week, or I'm sorry, this week, to start him? Or are you going to look on, look for Andre Williams on your waiver wire? You know, what time do they play on uh, Sunday? That is a 1 o'clock game. So, uh, hopefully they give you the information to let you know what's going to kind of be – you know, feel it out. But Andre Williams might have to might have to get him instead of Rashad. Sure. Two more um, tidbits of info. It looks like Mike Glenn will start for Tampa Bay this week. They're going to put Josh McCown on the bench because they're out of the playoff hunt with only two wins on the season. They want to see what Mike Glennon can do. Remember when Mike Glennon got the nod about – four games into the season and played for about four straight. It seems like that's kind of when Mike Evans broke out a little bit. Mike Evans has been on a tear. You saw last weekend Vincent Jackson coming out of the doldrums and plays. I wonder, Mike Glennon, Will they will Tampa Bay revert because their running game is stunk? Will right. they just revert to let Glennon air it out, Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson? Maybe I think that uh, that's a good point. You know, I think that uh, he throws a lot and he's got a good arm. And yep, it'll be a backup quarterback against a backup quarterback. Right. Mike Glennon's kind of a starter though. Yeah, I mean, borderline. Maybe you know? he's borderline. borderline. He's one of the better backups in yeah. the league. I'd say I agree, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he could have a huge day against the Panthers' defense. But if the Panthers' defense plays like last week, you know, he's not going to get much. He's going to be on the ground half the time. 
My thought, I completely agree. My thought, too, I mean, who really cares about Tampa Bay? But they got nothing to lose. You know, they might just go out there and just wing it, just air it out, just try to put up a bunch of points. Which could be good for Carolina's defense as well. Could, could be some picks. Yeah, could be some pick sixes. So keep your eyes on that. And last but not least, we haven't talked about this fella in a long time because this dude has just really sucked. RG3, right? RG3, okay. So – uh, Colt McCoy's come in the last couple of weeks with RG3 with his injury and really just his head not into the game. I heard one commentator say the worst prepared NFL quarterback he's ever seen in his 30 years of watching football was RG3 when he had to come in and replace Colt McCoy. It was almost like he was a lost puppy. He didn't know what to do. Now with Colt McCoy's strained neck, RG3 may get the start. Do you expect anything out of RG3 against the Giants this week? This is his comeback day. I mean, this is if he wants to stick around and have respect for the league. Uh, people talk about him in the future without just saying, RG3, who's that? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his game. So I think he could have a, a big game. You know, it's he's kind of stunk all season, which I predicted uh, in yeah. our first podcast at the very beginning. Right. And that he would get injured. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't start him. Who's going to put faith in that guy? Yeah. If you're in the final four right now, hopefully you've got a better quarterback option than Maybe RG3. In the sacco. If you're going for the sacco here. What's the, the sacco? The last place. Oh, the last place game. Yeah, yeah true. Um, so, anyway, that's going to wrap up our waiver wire injury report. Oh, one more thing we didn't talk about, John Mark. Brandon Marshall out for the season. That uh, might hurt Crushing. some of you. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I love Brandon Marshall. He's a head case, but he gives it his all every time Aren't he touches the cases? field. You more than others, <laughs> yes. But uh, Brandon Marshall is out for the season, so That's tough, insane. tough news. What's that going to do for Alshon there? Do you think it's going to be tougher for him to get catches? Glad you brought that up. They have this other dude who y'all saw maybe Thursday night. His last name is Wilson. Um, I don't know his first. I've never even heard of this guy. Uh, yeah, give, get, do some research real quick on this guy. But they were looking for him, Marquise Marquise Wilson, looking for him deep routes. Like Cutler threw it to him at least three deep balls to me. I, to him, I don't think he came up with any. But with uh, Marshall out, Alshon Jeffrey probably going to get the double teams. Look for the little Wilson dude to maybe a surprise flex play. Or in your daily leagues, he's going to be way, way down on the salary cap. You can probably get grab him for about $2,000 as a real surprise sleeper. Keep your eye on him. Ding, ding, ding. All right, buddy. Let's bounce right into the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. We're going to start on the Thursday night game. John Mark, there's not too many Thursday night games left. And you know what? I think we've watched 14 of 15. We've made it through basically all of the Thursday night games, haven't we? We pretty much uh, we watched a lot of them, that's for sure. And that's the reason for most of my headaches on Friday morning, right? You no, know, it's uh... – don't blame the alcohol. <laughs> gotta blame, gotta blame it on something. <laughs> so we've got Arizona at St. Louis Thursday night, eight twenty-five kick. Arizona with Drew Stanton behind the helm has lost the last two of three. St. Louis's defense, check this out, have put up sixty fantasy points the last two weeks. These dudes, two shutouts in a row. This defense is firing on all cylinders. Right now, Vegas opened the line. St. Louis minus three. It's been bet all the way up to four and a half. Total, 39 and a half. Did you say Cardinals lost the last two games? Because they, they, I'm sorry. They, they lost beat two. Uh, Kansas City They beat Kansas City last week. last week. They lost two out of three. They lost okay. the two prior okay. to that. I was 
little question. All right. So uh, Cardinals are ten and three. They're injured up. Larry Fitzgerald still limping up. around. Banged up. Uh, Andre Ellington's out. Who's their backup running back on that? Yeah, we mentioned. We should have mentioned this on the waiver wire. There's two of them: Stephon Taylor, and then the other Kerwin Williams, who Kerwin stepped Williams. to the plate. So uh, yes. Uh, you know, you got backup guys playing with against one of the best defenses in the league, having the hottest defenses. So, um, what is it, St. Louis four and a half? St. Louis a four and a half point favorite right now. You know, uh, watch out for maybe Kenny Brett having a big day against this Arizona defense. Um, but I would probably choose the Williams guy. Is that who yeah, Kerwin Williams, the running Kerwin back. Kerwin Williams, maybe just, he might be a good pickup if you got to have somebody. If you have a bad second RB, you know, put him in the game, maybe see what he does. But definitely uh, start him over the other option, Stephon Taylor. Stephon Taylor was actually drafted two years ago with Andre Ellington, right? And uh, he was from Stanford, and he was supposed to be kind of the bruising back. Right, has really proven not to. He'll live up be to an the hype list one day or something probably next year <laughs> where the Kerwin Williams guy was just signed off uh you know the practice squad right two weeks ago right. and I mean he's playing with like he's got something to play sure, for yeah so yeah Kerwin so, Williams we will be my like bet here Bill too Belichick bring the guy up let him prove it to me like LeGarrette what he does with LeGarrette Blunt and all those other running backs what Belichick Bolden, does yeah. Bolden all those dudes so yeah man I'm with you all over here I like St. Louis to I think they dominate this game. They play at home. They're really not in the playoff hunt. Maybe a slight chance to get in, but this is their playoff game, But man. they play good against good big teams. Too. Always. They beat you know, they Seattle beat, at home. Right. They beat San Fran at home. 49ers. They beat the, yes, I, I think they even have somebody. They had somebody else on the ropes. They beat Philadelphia at home. But you know, this is a big game for the Cardinals because Seahawks are coming on strong. So, I just I mean, don't think they they've got enough firepower, game. though. Seahawks can come and take that number one spot from them. And I think that's going to happen. I think that will happen. So, for this game, the Thursday night special, I'm going St. Louis minus the four and a half, and I'm going to lean to the over. Just lean because I think it's right at the number. I think it might be at 40. So, so you it's going to be the Rams right. Are going to have a good defensive day, but it's going to be a 40, over 40? Because I think they're going to score three touchdowns and a field goal. They'll get 24, maybe 24 17. So, it's so right no at the out. number. No shutout this week. All right. All right, next up, buddy, 1 o'clock kick in Kansas City. Last week, Kansas City, they, as you mentioned, they lose to the Cardinals. Jamal Charles, pretty nice day, though. Ten rushing, ten rushes for 91 yards and a touchdown, and he catches a ball out of the backfield. He did go out with an ankle injury, but came back into the game, so you guys watch Jamal Charles. I didn't see his name on their injury report this week, so hopefully that's a good sign. They are hosting the Oakland Raiders, who put a thumping on the 49ers. 24-13, David Carr, his best day as a pro, three touchdowns, 254 yards, and the guy that I started, Murray, the running back, they gave him tw- gave him the ball 23 times. Only got 76 yards. But he's going to break 100 this week. He's going to get it. I like that because I've got. I'm going to start him. I'm starting him as well against Kansas City. I think that he'll have a nice day. 100 yards, maybe a couple balls out of the backfield as and well. Maybe a touchdown. Possibly a touchdown as well. Kansas City, 10 point favorite at home. Total 41 and a half. You know. Uh, <laughs> Are they going to throw a touchdown to a wide receiver this year? They Kansas haven't City? yet. That Why is start crazy, now? isn't it? It's I mean, that's a, that's a wild stat. It really is. Uh, what a shame for those guys. But, uh, you know, Jamal Charles is going to be Jamal Charles. But you'd think a team would figure that out by now. Maybe just put two guys on and just make them throw right. to the wide receiver. But uh, Travis Kelsey's been a great pickup this year. I think that he's going to uh, hopefully have a big day. And, um Derek Carr, watch out for David Carr. I mean, this guy's kind of uh, – he got his win under his belt, and, you know, he's kind of feeling it right now. The Raiders have found their quarterback. You know, they've been searching since Jamarcus Russell. I think this guy's going to be good. I I agree. I agree. I think he is their franchise quarterback. Um, I look for – 
I think uh, Oakland keeps it within the 10, and uh, I'd go for over the 42. Yeah, this is always a big rivalry, Kansas City versus Oakland. I'm going to lean to Oakland, keeping it within the 10 as well. They've been playing better as of late. And let me ask you a question. I've got a tight end question for you. So the guy in Oakland, uh, Riviera, he's the tight end. You know, he either has great days or just terrible days. Bomber bust. Boomer bust, exactly. So I've got Vernon Davis, Owen Daniels, and Riviera's out on the waiver wire. Bernie Davis has done nothing all year. Is Ertz out there? Ertz is not there. He's on somebody's team. Uh, Would you drop Owen Daniels for Riviera if you got to? I mean, that's the weak link of my team is my tight end. My team is loaded. Now my tight end is start, soft. Like, do you start Vernon Davis? I have been, but I mean, yeah, I should awful. be. I should have cut him weeks yeah, ago. He, I just keep waiting for a breakout. That dude had 13 touchdowns last year. Right. He's got like one this year. Yeah. So anyway, he's. I'm not starting him for sure. So it's basically Owen Daniels or Rivera. Would you drop Owen Daniels for Rivera? Last week, Rivera seven receptions, buck oh nine and a touchdown. Why not? You know, he's out there and he's. Yeah. You know, they won by throwing to him. Yeah. That's the formula. So don't go sure. away from the formula that wins. Sure, I dig it. Okay, right on. Thank you. Next up, one o'clock game: Baltimore hosting Jacksonville. Baltimore played a great, great game last week. They beat the Dolphins. I'll give you some stats: Flacco, twenty-five for thirty-three, two sixty-nine, and two touchdowns. And Justin Forsett, could probably the free agent pickup of the year. Would you say maybe him or Odell Beckham? They're right there. They're close. You know, they've had great, great years off the free agent wire. Uh, And Steve Smith finally gets back on the board. Seven receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. The Ravens playing host of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number right now, Ravens 13.5 point favorite. Total 45. You know, uh, I agree. Justin Forsett has been a great pickup. Now, he wasn't – I don't think – I thought I read something against him. I guess he's active. Um, Yeah, he's playing. He's, he's, not, he's not on the way we are. Yep. You know, he, it took him a while to get going in that game last week, but uh, he finally came on strong. But, uh, you know, I like Baltimore to win, but I think the Jaguars are going to play him close. They're not getting rocked anymore like they were earlier in the season. They're being competitive. They're that being is competitive. For sure. yes. uh, Denard Robinson, eh, he kind of, you know, he's not doing what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, look out for Alan Hearns, or, or uh, I guess, is there another Robinson on their team? For yeah, uh, there's a Alan Robinson, but he's out for the year. So it's really. You got Blake Bortles giving it to Denard, who had a really weak day, as you said, 10 rushes for 30 yards. Mercedes Lewis, the tight end, caught three balls for 69 yards. That's not a bad pickup either on the way wire, maybe. Bortles looks for him. Um, in my opinion, though, Jacksonville, they're just not ready to take, the, to take it to the next level yet. On the road, they don't play as well. I'm going Baltimore minus the two touchdowns, and I'm going to lean under the total. I can see Baltimore maybe get 28-10 to 10 win in this game. Now, Alan Hearns has the same amount of touchdowns as Steve Smith. Yes. He's had so, a good year. I mean, that yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Not the yards, but yeah. uh, I would agree uh, with those. Oh, and you mentioned this earlier before our podcast that Torrey Smith, guys, please keep your eyes on the injury report for him. He's probably starting in your flex. Questionable for Sunday's game. Right. Yeah, all right. Next up, Pittsburgh travels to Hotlanta. Atlanta coming off a great offensive uh, performance by Julio and Matt Ryan. They went – unless Matt Ryan's numbers, 24 for 39, 375 and four touchdowns, and Julio 259 and a touchdown. What a game they put up. Um, and they're going to have to score points against against this Pittsburgh team, who also put up some phenomenal numbers. Jeez, Let's look at not, it. They're unreal. They're on they? fire right now. Let me try to find these numbers. Yes. But they put up 40. Themselves. Yeah. 42 against Cincinnati's D on the road. Roethlisberger, 350 and three touchdowns. And Le'Veon Bell, 
man, the performance of the day, in my opinion, 185 on the ground. I think he went for close to 100 in the air, two reset, two touchdowns on the ground and one in the air. That's three. Dude, what a day. Yeah. What a day. He's, he's ridiculous. He's a very good player, very good team. They have an offense that kind of scores like the Green Bay Packers. They and we do. saw the yeah. Green Bay Packers play against the Falcons last week, and what, the, what did they do? You know, so Absolutely. I think uh, the Falcons can still have a good offensive day against the Steelers. Pittsburgh's defense is not what it used to be. Right. So I think this will just be a shootout, and yeah. that's why it's the 54-and-a-half over-under. I think that will go over the 54-and-a-half. I say the Falcons actually win this game. Wow. You know, Atlanta, play, they're playing at home. We know what they do at home. They always seem to play better. Three and three this year at home. And, yeah, they're not as, typic- they're not as good as they typically are. But, you know, three and three. And they can stay in the lead for the NFC South with a win? Right. Is that right? Yeah, are they leading the NFC South? Well, they are the Saints tied lost. with the Saints. Oh, they're tied with the Saints. And okay. we're right in the hunt. A game back. we have that uh, tie game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I see what you're saying here. Atlanta, they, you know – could win. I just can't see them beating Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's kind of high. Regardless, right yeah, they're playing so well. I love the love the over the total though. This will be a shootout. Look for Antonio Brown to go. Atlanta secondary is terrible. Awful. Look for Antonio Brown to have a monster. Le'Veon Bell on the ground as well should have a great great day. And as long as Julio can play, Julio will get about two touchdowns against this Pittsburgh uh, secondary. I'm going to go Pittsburgh minus the two over the 50, 54. Next one o'clock. Kickoff in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck leads these Colts against the Houston Texans. The Colts last week pulled out that barn burner against the Browns. Andrew Luck, he's amazing to me. So the first half, he's got two picks. I think he had 83 yards. Nothing. He had nothing going on. Stays composed. Exactly. Keeps his cool. Ends up 294, two touchdowns, leads another game-winning drive. Throws a touchdown with 30 seconds left to win the game. He just – an amazing stat about him. This is his third year in the league. He's already led 10 fourth quarter overtime um, wins. And he's only been in the, this is his third year. It's pretty amazing. This dude's going to be a, a Hall of Famer, a Everybody shoe in Hall of Famer. that game was going to happen, though. Absolutely. You were just That's, waiting for it to happen. It was like, at that point, I was like, man, put Manziel in the game right now. Yeah. Dude is not moving the ball, yeah. and they're just running the ball, just, you know, wasting time. You know, Andrew Luck's one of the best comeback quarterbacks, you know, going out right now. Yeah. You're going to give him the ball back? So, anyways, I, I thought that was awful. But, you know, it got the Browns uh, – Manziel starting It this week. got Manziel starting role this you know, week for the, sure. This line's interesting. You know, seven points. The Texans can either be boom or bust themselves. I mean, they – it's not like the Colts' defense is phenomenal. I wouldn't bet on this game. But I'd probably – if I had to, I'd probably take uh, the Colts over the seven. And uh, I'd go under the over-under. This is a division game. Uh, Houston playing well as of late. Aaron Foster continuing to pile up yards on the ground. Another 100-yard performance and a touchdown. I think Indianapolis can be had in this game, and this is the reason. Indianapolis' front line, their defensive front line, can't stop anybody, any rusher. seems like people can run all over them, and Aaron Foster does exactly that. I like this game to be very close. I'm going to take Houston plus the seven, and I'm going to go under the total two. Um, you know, the running back for Indianapolis, Colts Heron, who's getting all the carries. Trent Richardson seems to have kind of gone away. Let's he see. Sucks. Let's see where his numbers were last week. Um, Heron's. He man, well, actually, the leading rusher last week for the Colts was Andrew Luck with 37 yards and a touchdown. But um, you think you could put Heron as a flex play if you're really struggling for a running back in the Final Four of fantasy football this week? You better be really struggling, I say. Yeah. I mean, what's Mark Ingram or, or Heron? Texans defense is pretty dang good. Pretty good so, up front. Uh, let's go. Let's do. Let's do some uh, either or. Would you Mark Ingram or Heron? 
Mark Ingram all day. Jonathan Stewart or Heron? Jonathan Stewart right For now. sure. How about Isaiah Crowell for the Browns or Heron? Oof. Can I start in either of them? <laughs> <laughs> Crowell probably. Yeah, okay. So you're not real high on uh, Heron. For some reason, I feel like Heron will get involved in the game plan this week. They're going to run the ball too. Um, that's why I kind of like the under. So let's go. Houston plus the seven under the total forty nine and a half. And look, this might be a good game, Jim Mark. This might be one to fun to fun one to watch. Fun one to watch. Now, if you're looking for a touchdown, just uh, put JJ Watt in your lineup. Absolutely. What a, what a year he's had. Next up, the game that uh, everybody's going to be watching. It's a one o'clock kick. It's in Cleveland, Ohio. The Cleveland Browns play their nemesis, the Cincinnati Bengals, in a big, big divisional game. We've already told you, Johnny, you starting Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, whatever you want to call it. Um, he will be behind center. It's going to be an exciting game right now. Cincinnati opened as a two-point favorite. The news that Johnny Football is in moved the line down. Now it's a pick 'em. Even Vegas likes Johnny. You. Uh, total, 44. What do you think happens in Cleveland, Ohio this week? Bengals suck in big games. They do, man. You can't trust Andy Dalton in that coach. They just never come up with the big games. I think the Browns are going to win this thing, uh, personally. Uh, I think A.J. Green still has a big day because, you know. He always does. A.J. has a big a big game. Who's who's Their, their running game has been awful. Giovanni Bernard and then uh, Jeremy, Hill. Jeremy Hill. And where's Bernard been? I don't even know, but he started. I mean, not started, but he played last week. He plays. They he had gets nothing. 60% of the snaps, like Jeremy Hill was the leading rusher with eight touches for 46 yards. Right. They've kind of just got away from the run game, and they're just throwing, like, A.J. AG, AG Green, 15 targets, 11 receptions, 224. Yeah. They're just throwing the ball all over the place. Day. And they lost. Yeah. But they lose that way is what I'm saying. You right. know? They need to get back to kind of grind it out a little they bit. They scored points. Their defense just didn't hold Pittsburgh back. No, not at all. So, Man, uh, you know, I, I, caught, I got the Browns winning this game, and I think it's actually going to be a shootout. You, you say it's going to be low, but I'm going with Vegas. I'm going to go over the 44. Let's go beer bet on this, me and you. I like the under a lot. You like the over. We'll go for a beer on this one. But I love Cleveland, man. Cleveland at home, all the hype. As long as Johnny Football doesn't turn the ball over, their defense can keep Cincinnati a little bit at bay. I like Cleveland a lot. Right. I like Cleveland a lot. Let's yeah. go with them. Cleveland, for me, at a pick em, And under the total for John Mark is over the total. Do you beer start bet. Josh Gordon? Good question. Let's talk about this. With Johnny Manziel running the show. You're putting your faith in getting to the championship round. I can't do on it. Johnny Manziel. I can't do it, man. I got to see him play. It depends what wide receivers I have. But if it's a question between him and, like, Jeremy Macklin, I'm going to start Macklin. Right. If it's a question between him and Golden Tate, I'm going to start Golden Tate. See, I've got uh, Roddy White. Yes. I've got Mike Wallace. And I've got Kenny Stills. I can right. all put in for Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Kenny man. Stills might have to take that spot, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I got a long couple nights to sleep. But on you it. can't really even trust Kenny Stills either. They had a matchup dream last week, and he almost, what did he do last week? Nothing. Nothing. Like 2.4 points. Unbelievable. But you know, uh, sometimes when they have those small, short games, the, the next, next week is just like a big old game. So good point. You know what? I think I would start Stills in front of. Uh, Josh Gordon this week. Yeah, you know, I think I, I might. putting my faith in Johnny Football. I don't even really like the guy. So, <laughs> Right. Got you, man. All right. So, anyway, everybody will be tuned in to Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Who would have th- thought? Who would have thought that one? Next game, the New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins. So, last week for New England, what I thought would be a great game against the San Diego Chargers, because the Chargers seem to always play the Patriots tough, they – 
did not play them tough and got waxed 23-14. Philip River, okay, you know San Diego scored those 14 points basically first quarter, early second. They didn't even sniff the end zone. No. New England's defense is for real. Oh, Best defense good. they've had in 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and it, they're a work in progress all season. That's uh, the coach's forte. You know, he's going to find who works out well there mm-hmm. and make it work. So – uh, but you know the Dolphins are also playing some of the best defense in the league as well. They are. So this game, the Dolphins got to have this game, John Mark. It's surprising to me that it's forty-eight and a half almost. I the thought it'd be more of a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go under. I think the Dolphins keep it close. I think it's going to be under the seven and a half. Yeah, for you fantasy fanatics, right now Vegas has the number. New England's a seven and a half point favorite at home. The total was forty-eight and a half. As John Mark is saying, you would think this might be a kind of a defensive slugfest. But when Vegas sets a number kind of high, which this is high for these two teams, sometimes you go with what the opposite of what you would think. And so I'm going to take the over just on a hunch, just on a hunch. Because both defenses have been playing so well, and Vegas has it set so high. So, on a hunch, I'm going over the total, and I think Miami keeps it within the touchdown, too. So, I'll take that seven and a half. It's, it's a, a must win for Dolphins. Yeah. They just stay in the hunt for being in the playoffs. You know, you've got Mike Wallace, and you're contemplating starting him, and this is the final four. This is all she wrote. You know, this is right. a big week. Mike Wallace is going to be matched up with Daryl Revis, Revis Island. So, you just he, automatic bench for you? He is benched for bench. sure. Yeah. So, I think that's and probably that's where pretty I think, smart. Man, I, who are they going to throw to to score the ball? I mean, Landry's going to obviously get his touches, but I mean, Lamar Miller had a great week last week. Mm-hmm. But are they, are they going to be able to run on them? I mean, yeah. the Patriots' defense is solid. I don't think it could be over that over, man. Let's dive into this just a tad deeper because what Belichick is so famous for doing is he'll shut down like the one offensive weapon that would hurt the Patriots the most. Right. He's known to shut them down. Like, shut with, down the running he, and, he, make, and, and shut make, down make Mike Wallace. What are they going to do? Exactly. Just like uh, San Diego last week didn't throw to Keenan Allen. Exactly. Well, they shut down Gates and Keenan Allen. Right. And Michael Flo- Malcolm Floyd, whoever, got a little bit. But I guess my point is, so if Belichick's looking at the Miami Dolphins offense, right. is he going to pick Wallace to shut down? I, that's who I would guess. That's who I would pick, pick to. Shut down, make does Cat that make Clay, Charles Clay? Charles Clay could be. A does that pick make up. a make him a pickup this week? It could be. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's, you know we were talking about tight ends earlier. Right. Charles Clay's on the waiver wire. Maybe he's a pickup. But you know, any don't try and get in Belichick's head because it's a nasty place. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to go there. Right. I do not <laughs> want to go there. Anyway, good game. AFC divisional game. Miami at New England. A lot of good games this weekend. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Yeah. One o'clock. Here we go. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Where's that growl, John Mark? Wow. Oh, good one. Tampa Bay traveling. They're playing, as we mentioned, Glennon will get the start against the Panthers, who we don't think will be led by Cam Newton this week. It looks like Derek Anderson. We wish you the best, Cam. We hope you get better. Right now, Carolina is a four point favorite. 42 and a half. Carolina hasn't been favored in three weeks, but they should be favored at home against Tampa Bay. Can they get it done at home? <laughs> You would think so, but uh, how do you bet on this when you don't even know how the 
backup quarterbacks are going to yeah. do. So it's a different offense. Like I said earlier, Derek Anderson is not going to be running the ball, so it's going to be all throws. A lot of Jay Stewart, I a think. A lot of Jay Stewart. Uh, so Jay Stewart's a good pickup. Put him in this week, I think. Uh, and if their defense plays like they did last week, Tampa Bay has no shot, I think. Um, so I'd go with Carolina over the four. I'd probably have to go under the over. Yeah, under the total? Under the total of 42, 42 and a half. And a half. So, um, How about this question for you? We've got two fantastic rookie wide receivers, one on Carolina for uh, it, Carolina Panthers, Kevin Benjamin, and on the other side it's Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Who has the better day? Backup quarterbacks throwing to both. I'd say Mike Evans. Do you, would, do you start – if you have Kelvin or Mike, do you start them? I'd start either one of them. You start both of them? Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, they're going to get the targets. If you're, if you're going to want to win the game, you need to throw to those guys. Right now, would you give rookie of the year to Mike Evans or Kelvin Benjamin? Kelvin Benjamin. Really? Over Mike Evans? Yeah. I mean, he's been consistent all year. Mike Evans had a couple good games. Mm-hmm. So I probably flip flopped that, but they both had had solid years. But I like Mike Evans a little bit more. It's about the year, not the total game or a couple games. A couple games left. Though. I think Mike Evans might go off. All we'll right, see what happens. Right, we'll see bet. what happens. Beer bet. All right. Uh, next up, the New York Giants play host of the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins. It looks like will be led by RG three. It's kind of his, you know. I'm not going to say it's his final chance, but this is it is his chance to show what he can do. Interesting uh, thing that popped up on the um, news report here. Washington's actually thinking about firing J- Jay Gruden and RG3 do not like each other. R- Jay Gruden has been in the media calling out RG3. Oh, RG3 yeah. keeps well, his Jay mind. Gruden's not going to be that guy that they can blame everything on because of RG3. That's right. They also said, interesting fact, that the locker room hates RG3. Oh, he's a Because he's, he's a, a diva. You know, because he acts like he's so much better. So, Snyder, I think that's the owner of the Washington Redskins. Right is back in RG3 and says that they he would let Jay Gruden go his first year, cut him, and keep RG3. It's, that'd be the most bonehead move of all time. Well, it's already a bonehead move to do what he did to get RG3. True. How many picks did they give up? Like six. Six picks. Six picks. This guy's already an idiot. So Jay Gruden can't take offense to that, that he's dealing with a person that just doesn't have any sense. So, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> RG3. I, ho- I hope he shuts me up this week. Yeah. But you know what? You suck, there RG3. Over under RG3 interceptions, what are you giving it? Uh, I go under. I don't think he's going to have huge interceptions. But I maybe, bet he throws maybe two. Maybe a fumble. Yeah, definitely a fumble. Let's say two turnovers, RG3, an interception I'd and a fumble. over. Yeah, over that. Okay, right on. So right now – So Giants D is a good D to start, you think, this week. Absolutely. At home, the total right now, and Vegas has got it. See, this is wild. Vegas had the total at 42. It's already up to 46 and a half. I – is that because of RG3 being in? Maybe they think he's going to throw a lot of picks, I, pick sixes. You got me. I mean, man. that's a four-point swing. That's a lot of points there. Maybe they know that RG3 is coming in here knowing he has to win. Maybe so. That you just know? seems odd that it would move up that high with a backup But what have their records been for the past three years what? For with RG3? Their, over, their win totals? I mean, I mean they've had stinkers. Year, they've had last year. They won year. So four. What, what is this owner thinking? I don't get it. I guess he's just invested so much. In, you see RG 3s face everywhere on a Subway and Chunky Soup and all. I mean, he's everywhere. He's a marketing machine right now, but his unfortunately his play doesn't show it. Um, Giants six and a half point favorite at home. Washington total forty six and a half. Who would you lean to here? I think the Giants are going to have a big offensive day. Uh, Odell's going to have another huge day. I hope Rashad Jennings gets in the game and busts big. Uh, Look for Alfred Morris to kind of run on them a good bit. Yeah, I could see Um, that happening. I think he's going to have a big day. But 
You'll see about Deshaun Jackson. We don't know if he's going to be playing. Yeah, he's so still questionable. You saw Pierre Garçon last Pierre week. Garçon. He got some – I mean, his best game he's had it since week one, seven, tar, seven receptions, 70 yards. They've been trying to get him more in the mix lately. So Yeah, they um, need to. You know, Deshaun's more of a deep threat, so – yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Giants all day. They cover this one. They win by ten. I'm going to go thirty to ten, or let's say twenty-four to ten. I'm going to go under the total forty-seven in this guy. Next up, the Green Bay Packers, the hottest team in the NFL, on the road traveling to Buffalo, whose defense has really been stepping up lately. They kept Peyton Manning last week to six and a half fantasy points. Did you see that? Now, let me touch on that real quick because Peyton Manning was throwing awful. It looked like, you know, his balls are usually wobbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounded awkward. <laughs> How do you know about his balls, man? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he throws the ball and it wobbles most of the time, but it was even more than normal. Do you think he's just like his old time and it's getting cold outside that he's just not able to throw in the winter like he did? I think like, that has a lot to do with his you know, arm he's just strength. Trying, trying to get to those dome places like the Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl in a dome this year? I'm not sure where it's located. But either way, I mean, I don't think he can throw in the cold. I completely agree with you. And they're, so they're going to have to run the ball more and more and throw short passes. I mean, I just don't see the deep ball going against these teams in the in the winter. Greg Cassell, Cosell, who is a highly regarded analyst, said that Peyton Manning's arm strength has decreased about 20% of what it used to be. And as a quarterback, he can make in his mind, he knows all the plays, he can put everybody in position, but if you can't get the ball – you know, he, that's not good for Denver. That when when listen listen to Peyton's numbers, they ran the ball a lot. Fourteen for twenty four, buck seventy three, zero touchdowns. When right. have you ever heard of Peyton Manning was, zero touchdowns? Well, how many? It was a huge number, like fifty two games in a row or something with wow. touchdowns. Unbelievable. So uh, so yeah. I agree with you. And the cold weather affects his game for sure, for oh, yeah. certain. And I was going against Demarius Thomas, who had an awful day. So that's right. He's one of the reasons. Uh, Appreciate Peyton last week for yeah. getting me into the Final Four. We started at Green Bay Buffalo. I guess we got off on Denver because Denver did beat Buffalo last week. But let's get back to this game. Right now, Buffalo at home is a five-point dog. Fifty-and-a-half is the total. Again, Buffalo's defense, man, they're no slouch. Kyle Orton, offensively, he threw the ball 57 times for 355 and a touchdown. But if they want to win, I think they got to establish more of a running game to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Who do you like in Green Bay Buffalo? I think Green Bay is going to win over the six. What would you have down on ESPN? I see it's at six. It's at five right now on this one. Yeah, so I go Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think they're going to have a monster day again. Uh, Kyle Orton, watch out for, um, I think, a couple of pick six for him. I mean, they throw the ball that much. Green Bay's defense has been also they playing played, pretty well. Played pretty good, um, except so. for the second half against Atlanta when they gave up like four yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But Fred Jackson, is C.J. Spiller coming back? They said he's a Potentially, he could be playing this week, but I, you know, I, this was on Monday. I haven't seen anything since then, so okay. we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Yeah, keep your eyes on that. But Sammy Watkins is really coming on strong. So I love uh, Sammy in this game. Yeah, look for Sammy to have a big day. Uh, Jordy has just been ridiculous, unreal. Uh, so, did you see where Cobb bowed to him after his touchdown? That long touchdown. No, I did not catch that. Cobb was just bowing to him. It was just like. When the other receiver, who's yeah. also awesome, is right. just like, dude, you are phenomenal. How fun would it be to be on Green Bay's team? Doesn't it seem like they just have Playing a blast? Aaron Rodgers, just like Come one of the on. coolest dudes. How fun. But, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, go over the total, and uh, Green Bay takes it over Man, I can't disagree with you. Let's roll the same way. Let's go over the total until somebody slows Green Bay's offense. 
down, you got to keep going with them. Might Over the 50 and a half. Of the week. I'm going to have to put my credit bet on that. You got a little credit left, don't you, buddy? How much credit you got? Oh, hundo. Oh, I've been letting you, it sit in the cut. Good making for no you. money on it. All right, so we're going with Green Bay minus the five and over the 50 and a half. Here's a first four o'clock game, Minnesota at Detroit. This will be a big game for yours truly because I have Matt Stafford as my quarterback in one league along with Calvin Johnson double dipping, if you will. I need uh, both of them. Actually, they had a great game last week. Calvin, my computer just went dead, but Calvin went – a touchdown at a buck seventy or a buck sixty, and I think Matt Stafford threw for three touchdowns and three hundred plus, or right near three hundred. Hopefully, they will continue that. Minnesota <clears throat> coming back to life a little bit. You know, Asiata is getting the starting role with McKinnon out, but I heard Ben Tate might take some of these right. carries. So keep your eye on that as well. Right now, Detroit is an eight-point favorite at home in a must-win situation to keep up with Green Bay. The total forty-three. You know. Uh that Charles Johnson from Minnesota has been getting some big touches, big yards. He might be a pickup off the waiver, waiver wire if you uh, need somebody to put in this week. He could be a good pickup against this. Uh, you know, Detroit's got a good defense, but they haven't been as strong as people might have been saying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Calvin Johnson's going to – the rest of the season going to be on fire. I think so, man. I mean, if, if they want a chance of winning this division against Green Bay – Calvin's got to get the rock. Um, and if he's not, Golden Tate will have a big day. So I guess their tight ends really haven't been doing much for him. Eric Ebron, kind of a no-show, you know, for Detroit. And let's talk really quickly about the running game. Joyke Bell gets – Reggie Bush got the start last week, but Joyke Bell got all the love. Had a big day. I mean, moving forward, just put Joyke Bell in there, right? Yeah, I mean, just start him. Just start Joyke Bell. I mean, well, Reggie Bush is that guy that they throw to. He's sort of like the uh, Vereen or the uh, – Pierce. You got his numbers. Look up Reggie Bush's numbers from last week's Detroit game. And I'm just curious if he did really anything because Joy Bell got the lion's share. Readily available. Yeah, no worries. So, yeah, if you've got any questions between Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell, our uh, advice would be Joyke Bell all day long. This guy is going to take Detroit at home minus the seven, and I'm going to go – I'm going to lean under the total 43 right now because I don't think Minnesota is going to score that many points on Detroit. Look for maybe a 27 to 10 to 13 kind of game. So I'm leaning under the total and Detroit minus the seven. Four more to go here, John Mark, and here we go. This game, 405. We might as well mark this one off the list. The New York Jets at the Tennessee Titans. Do we even care? 211 versus 211. Is that 2 and 11 versus. Does Rex Ryan. Let's, Someone's going to get their third win. Oh, congratulations, guys. Or it could be a tie. <laughs> that would be perfect. 0 0 tie. 2 11 and 1. <laughs> be awesome. Suckers. Does Rex Ryan, any chance he keeps his job? Just getting off the fantasy tip they for a second. They need to fire the general manager. The owner might need to fire himself. I mean, this whole franchise is in, is jacked up. So, you know, Geno Smith getting his you know feet back under him, trying to get some you know touchdowns and uh, some respect back. But uh, I don't start anybody on. You can't. Delaney Walker, maybe. Maybe Delaney. Yeah, that uh, might be a good play against the Jets' defense. You know, uh, I'm reading here Zach Mettenberger, the rookie quarterback from LSU, who's got the start the last three weeks, is out. Who's oh, the quarterback it? for Tennessee then? Well, we got, let's see here. I can Who are they going to bring in? Danny White? 
Terry Bradshaw. I mean, this team. <laughs> I mean, holy cow! Because they they started with uh, Jake Locker. Jake Locker, but he's out, isn't he? Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst, <laughs> touchdown Jesus is what they call him. So um, okay. Anyway, the Vegas has got the number. I can't believe they even set a number on this. Opened at Tennessee minus two. It's been bet all the way to now. The Jets are a point and a half favorite. The totals forty two. What do you think about this one, sir? Do you want to talk about it? Fantasy-wise, nobody. Let's just lean. I'm going to lean Jets on the road, minus one and a half, under the 42. Let's go. Let's move on. That's all we need to say about that. Next up, this is a pretty good AFC clash. The Denver Broncos travel to San Diego. We mentioned San Diego early, got got beat by the Patriots, and Denver held on to beat Buffalo. Vegas has the number four, minus four. Denver is a favorite on the road. Total 51. Can San Diego get back in gear? Their offense has been struggling. You know, the Broncos' defense is not as good as the New England Patriots. Right. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to hold the, Patri- the Chargers to what the Patriots did. Uh, so I think it will be a shootout here. Um, and before you finish your comment, for them. it is. And, you know, San Diego is a pretty nice place to play. We're just oh. talking about Denver's or Peyton's struggles in the cold. So it's probably going to be 70 degrees and gorgeous. Yeah, Peyton might have a big day. Look uh, for all the Broncos to have a nice day against the San Diego D. But look on the other side, too. Keenan Allen, who you benched pro- or you've been struggling with, if you need a flex play, this might be the time to play Keenan Allen. And also maybe a little bit of Ryan Matthews out of the backfield for a touchdown catching a ball. I like, I like Antonio Gates as well. I like that, uh, too. Have a big day. I like that as well. So, a lot of fantasy studs here. Let's go over the total 51. And who do you lean to in the game? You think San Diego can win this one at home? You know, San Diego plays the Broncos pretty well. I think I wouldn't bet on it, but if I had to, uh, I would say the Chargers at least stay within the four and a half. Guess what? I do bet on it. And, yes, guess what? I will take San Diego <laughs> plus the four. I like that. Let's go over the total as well. Next up, Seattle against San Fran. At the beginning of this year, this was going to be the matchup everybody wanted to see. But with the problems in San Francisco just looming over them every day, Colin Kaepernick lost his swagger and his confidence. Jim Harbaugh, they're calling for his head. Frank Gore not even touching the ball. The receivers for the San Francisco 49ers have been – They've disappeared. Where's Crabtree been? Where's Anquan Bolden been? Where's Vernon Davis been? This team is a shell of themselves. They don't have a throw, a person who can throw the ball. They gave him all that money. He's a true, uh, you know, testament to you give the guy the money too early, they might just stop playing. I kind of feel a tad bad for Kaepernick. I mean, it's it. You he, feel he, bad for that douchebag because, because man, they when they had the offense when they had this pistol and he was running and kind of giving him a little bit of freedom. Right. Now they want him to be a and stay in the pocket kind of quarterback and that's not his that's why he sucks cuz that's right. not his game. He's a guy that needs to be one of the he, top rushers of the exactly. game. Exactly. He's like Russell Wilson kind of roaming around in the pocket, getting loose, throwing Maybe they let him go this game. Maybe so. Well, they need to do something because if they lose this game, it's over, Johnny. Seattle right now at home started at seven and a half point favorite. Now they're a 10 point favorite. Everybody's down on San Fran including Vegas. Right. Totals 38. What happens? In Seattle, I think uh, I think the 49ers are actually going to give them a game. This I like that time. call. You know, I like that call. It's two games so close. Like, were they playing two weeks ago? Thanksgiving I mean, holiday. You you learn a lot from a team. You know, say the NBA playoffs. You know, you play one team one night, and then the next team night you play the same team, 
and you got two different games. Two different results. So uh, I think it's actually going to be within the 10. Uh, I'd probably call it under the 38 and a half. Yep. I think it'll be right at that number. I, I can see it San at 38. Def- defense steps up this game. Uh, yep. You know, you know what Russell Wilson's going to do. He's going to run around pass. You got to find a way to, you know, make it so he can't run and have that guy shadow the quarterback and, uh, you know, cover them receivers, man. I, I mean, Marshawn Lynch is going to get his day, but. Uh, kind of Belichick, man. Make it take away the things they're good at. Right, I dig it. Yeah, Seattle minus ten is way too many points. This is a contest. This these teams hate each other. This is a rivalry. San Francisco wants revenge for the shellacking that got put on him, put on them Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, dude. San Francisco keeps this one definitely within the ten. I'm gonna lean under the total too. Good call. Twelfth man's gonna play a big factor in that one. Sure will. Try to get in Kaepernick's head. Uh, 8.30 Sunday night game, Dallas-Philly. This is a huge uh, division rivalry as well. And, I mean, this whoever wins this game will have a big, uh, I guess, a leg up to win this division. Dallas on the road traveling to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 55-and-a-half. Shootout. That's all I can say. I think it's going to be a lot of points. LaShawn McCoy needs to step his game up. I don't know what's going on with them. If it's they're not giving him the opportunities, they're not blocking for him or what, but he looks like trash. Uh, but, you know, I think um, I think Philly wins this game, but I wouldn't go I, – I think it's a field goal. I, I completely agree. I think it's a close game. I can see, like, 35-32 or, you know, 38-35. A lot of points like in this over, game. Over the, uh, like the total as well. Philadelphia wins by a field goal. That seems to be right on the number, sir. I dig it. DeMarco Murray, you think he gets 100 yards against his Philadelphia mm-hmm. defense? Yes. I do too. Yeah. He's done it every week. Why stop now? You know, I think he's only had one week where he didn't get 100 yards, so yeah. let's let's keep it churning. And also I have DeMarco in one of my leagues, so let's go, DeMarco. Playing against him, so suck, DeMarco. <laughs> Last but not least, oh, man, for Monday night, I bet when the Monday night schedule came out and this game was on the uh, marquee, they were like, yeah, we got us one. We got us a shootout. Yeah. Now it's the Chicago. like that Sunday night. Sunday night games are always better. Yes, it really has worked out that way. But the Monday night game this week, Chicago Bears against the New Orleans Saints again, you know, at the beginning of the year, everybody. Oh, it's Cutler versus Breeze. It's Marshall versus Colston. I mean, just a great matchup. But now no Marshall. Drew Brees, something's in his head. I don't know what's going on with him. Jay Cutler can't get out of his own way. Right now we've got New Orleans on the road minus the three, total 54-and-a-half. Will we see see a shootout in Chicago? I think we're definitely going to see a shootout. Both these defenses are pretty atrocious this year. Yeah. uh, And the offenses can put up points. So uh, I do think Mark Ingram has a big day. Mark – uh, Matt Forte has a big game every game. Yep. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's going to have a big one. Look for that backup wide receiver uh, who you're talking about. Wilson. Earlier. Wilson to be good. Uh, Kenny Steele's going to have a big day. Uh, maybe Marcus Colson get a you know a couple catches and, and touchdown. So I think a lot of points over the 54 and a half for me. I think the Bears actually win the game at home. Uh, give their fans some love, and uh, you know. Five and eight, five and eight. Who would have thought? That's yeah. crazy. I like exactly what you said, and I really like – this is not, not really a sleeper, but if you've got them, start them. Kenny Stills will have a day against the Chicago secondary. I'm calling two touchdowns and a buck 60. I think he will blow it out the water. So I'm going Chicago at home minus or plus the three to win the game outright and over the total 54 and a half. Boom, there you go. That wraps up fantasy for, for the fantasy 45. Uh, semi-final week, John Mark. Before we leave today, I'm going to hit you with two greater than or less than because it's your favorite segment, and it's everybody's favorite segment. We all just can agree on that. 
Josh Gordon, greater than it's this is hurried. You know, you just give me first thought. Josh Gordon, greater than Jeremy Macklin. No. Josh Gordon, greater than Odell Beckham. No. Josh Gordon, greater than Kenny Stills. No. Josh Gordon, greater than Emmanuel Sanders. No. Josh Gordon, greater than Golden Tate. Yes. Josh Gordon, greater than Sammy Watkins. No. So basically what we're saying. So Josh Gordon, before this week, before Johnny Manziel came in, we had Josh Gordon as a top 10 wide receiver. Now we pushed him down to maybe top 15-ish, it sounds like. Here's Here's the only backing behind that is that I cannot put my faith in Johnny Manziel, who has never played a full game. I'm with you, man. On, I don't think Josh Gordon is, is worse than those guys. I just don't think he has a quarterback throwing to him. Gotcha. All those other guys have quarterbacks throwing to him that actually get them the ball. Right. So I can't put my faith in Manziel getting Gordon the ball that it's actually going to work out. Right. And plus, people want to kill Manziel. So, I mean, the defenses are trying to tear his head off. True. He's going to have a tough time getting it out there. So, we'll see. I like that, man. I'm with you on all of those. Absolutely. I all still of think them. Josh Gordon's awesome, and I have him starting on my team, but yeah. I'm going to have to put Kenny Stills in front of him, I think. With it. One more for your flex play. Martavius Bryant of the Steelers. They're going against the Atlanta Falcons secondary. Martavius Bryant, you know, I don't know if you watched the game. He had the 80 yard bomb. The dude is a 90 some yard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he is a big play waiting to happen against this Atlanta secondary. Would you, do you like Martavius Bryant greater than Doug Baldwin, Seattle Seahawks? Yes. Mark Martavius Bryant greater than Mark Ingram as your flex play. Mark Ingram, New Orleans Saints running back. No. Martavius Bryant greater than Michael, Michael Floyd. Yes. Martavius Bryant greater than DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Martavius Bryant greater than Robert Heron. No. Oh, you like Robert Heron I'm better? I'm sorry. I, you I, said I, yes. Because yes, you didn't yes. like Robert Heron earlier in the right. show, remember? No, yes. Yeah. Bryant, yes. Yeah, very good. And Martavius Bryant greater than Muhammad Sanu. Yes. Yeah, dig it. All right, man. I like all that stuff too, buddy. Man, it's going to be a fun week. Are you going to be able to watch the games on Sunday? Uh, yeah, let's get up, man. I think I need to be. I only. I'm getting tired of being at my house, and I don't have the family. Uh, the ticket. The red zone thing. So I'm. I'm watching one game at one <laughs> o'clock, and just watching the fantasy wire. I'm like, this is awful. I want to go to like a bar. Yeah. And yeah. like sit down and just get it. Cool. I, I'm with what it. What do you think? I would love to. I'm just trying to think what we've got. I swear, I think I've got to do some Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas caroling time at our church. On Sunday, so we will probably be doing that. But maybe what was the Sunday night game? It was that, pretty good. That's the uh, Eagles and Cowboys. Oh, maybe we get together and watch that one because I've got Demarco Murray in it. You've got Sanchez in that in that oh, one, right? Yeah. So I that might be worth Sean watching. McCoy, yeah, got, Sean McCoy. Uh, a lot of dudes. So anyway, it's going to be a fun Final Four semifinal weekend. Can we get a preview of what those carolings going to be like? <clears throat> Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh. Listen to that voice, that boy. Was, that, is that was pretty solid. We'll have to see how it sounded uh, magic hands over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, he gave it. a thumbs down. <laughs> well, anyway, so you fantasy fanatics, hey, definitely tune in next week to see if John Mark and I qualify for the Super Bowl of our fantasy football leagues. Until then, peace. Peace. Good luck, people. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. 
All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.